talking football with Bengal Jim and friends. We're talking football. We hope this never ends. Jimmy James and Tom are back for more. Like Joey B, we're here for season four with Bengal guests and stories not heard before. There's Tony, Mark, and Jamie, as well as our charity. Today Nation, join in from far and wide. Every Sunday night, the guys are back at it live. By the fans, for the fans from day one, it's time to have some fun. We're talking football with Bengal Jim and friends. We're talking football. We hope this never ends. The Bengal boys stop by to drop the speed. Don't get your popcorn ready and take a seat. Season four will end with the Lombardy. Welcome, everybody. We have a uh, start of rookies. Rookies quarterbacks are in town right now, Tom. Uh, so... It's getting closer, everybody. It's getting closer. Welcome uh, to this week's episode. We got Ted Karras coming on a little bit. Uh, guys, you guys sold 61 ducks in our duck charity duck race tonight. So we'll get to that here about 825. We're going to pull Ted on here in a couple minutes. Uh, but Tom, what's going on, big dogs? So talk about uh, rookies and quarterbacks uh, in camp today. Hey, the offseason is over. It's now preseason. So next big step. But uh, the rookies were in, the quarterbacks were in. Uh, of course, you can't tell too much, but everybody looked good and felt good, and is is the key with every preseason practice and preseason game. Nobody got hurt, so um, you know. Step one, and the rest of the guys will be there. We'll talk with Ted about that in a few minutes. The rest of the guys will be there this week, and uh, you know, as our intro says, uh, the next step for toward the Lombardi. Yep. Uh, real quick, James is on a flight right now to Indonesia. I think he's doing some scuba diving with the family in Indonesia, so he's not going to be on tonight with it. Jamie's at a concert, and uh, our, our, Mark, our buddy Mark is just dealing with some things right now, uh, family issues right now. So it's going to be just us three. Uh, the important people are here, so that's all that matters, guys. So um, tell me, let's, let's go ahead and get it kicked off here. Uh, Tom, go ahead and do an intro. It looks like we have Matt and Ted in the waiting room. We'll, have, we'll bring Matt on from Cincy Hats here. I was just up in Brownsburg, Indiana. I think I was pretty close to Matt uh, when I was up there this week. I just got back today. So uh, do the intro uh, for Ted for us. We've got some fun stuff to talk to Ted about. Well, we got him before last year, a big signing to solidify and lead that offensive line. But he's not only become a leader for the offensive line, but the team and the city as a whole. I know Zach Taylor has said, uh, you know, when, when he retires, he's going to go down as one of the most popular Bengals in history. And I believe that. And I believe he'll also go down as a, as a Bengal with a Super Bowl ring from being here in Cincinnati. So uh, we're honored to have our center, Ted Karras, with us tonight. Ted, what's going on, big dog? How you doing, buddy? What's happening, guys? Glad to be here. Hell yeah, man. Hell yeah. Welcome. So, Tom, go ahead and kick us off. We've got a lot of stuff to run by you, Ted. All right. Ted, you know, before we go back, looking a little bit uh, toward the future, um, this year, again, a little bit of shuffling on the offensive line. Are you concerned at all about, you know, we've had Joe Walter and Anthony Munoz on. They talk about continuity and communication on the line. From working through minicamp and so forth, it seemed like everybody's working together pretty well. Absolutely. I think we're, you know, light years ahead we were last year. Just in the spring, you know, we brought four new guys. Um, and this year really was just one big addition being Orlando. And he's such an easy install, an easy coachable guy. He, he picked up the offense. He was making calls. Really, day one, we were on the field. So, um, obviously, we're going to have to all put it together here starting Tuesday. Wednesday, we're on the field. But, um, like they said, O-line is a continuity and a repetition position. That's what these next, you know, five weeks are for. But we are way ahead of we were last year. We got Cordell Volson coming back for a big year two jump. And uh, Kappa's healthy. And, uh, you know, Jonah and on the right side. So, it's going to be a great year. You mentioned the two guys that flank you, Alex and Cordell. Um, you know, certainly last year there was a lot of feeling out that you guys had to do to, to get used to each other, but you've had that all year and all off season. And I know you had mentioned that you look for Cordell to take a big jump and you anticipate him being a pro bowler. I do. I think the biggest improvement that anyone makes in their careers from year one to year two, you got a year under your belt, you know, how the, 
the business works, you know the professionalism that it takes to succeed, and you also grow up as a man. Wait till you get a look at this guy when he comes back. He's humongous, guys. I mean, he was big last year, but you know, he he got in the weight room, did a lot of great work, and you know, we're really we're gonna be counting on him to have a huge year. Yep. Tony? Yep. So Ted, um, I don't know if many people know this, but uh you're like a third generation um uh NFL player. Is that correct? Man and champion. Third yeah. generation champion as well. So talk about talk, talk about your uncles and um, you know all that and where they played and who they played for if you can. Well, I'll start with the Ted Karras. Ted Karras Senior played for uh, the 1963 World Champion Bears. He also played for the Steelers, um, the Lions, and the Rams. Uh, Alex Karras was his younger brother. Played for the Lions for 12 years, 58 to 70. Their oldest brother, Lou Karras, played for the Washington team um, in the early 50s as, at guard and tackle. And then my father played for Washington as well uh, in the Doug Williams championship year, 1987. And, and uh, I do believe Alex was a four-time Pro Bowl, if I remember correctly. I believe so. A couple all pros in there. He just got actually uh, posthumously inducted in the Hall of Fame. Uh, he had that, you know, him and Pete Rose were kind of kindred spirits back then with the uh, throwing a little money around gambling. I don't really know what happened with that, but he was suspended for the whole 1963 season and kind of precluded him from being in the hall of fame. Um, but, uh, you know, thank you to the voters. A lot of people helped writing letters and doing different segments to get them in. So my family was really happy about that. That's awesome. That's awesome. All right, Ted. So look, man, we were, we were down at that Tennessee game. Uh, man, we've been down in last, actually every year since they've been playing down in, in Tennessee, we don't miss these games, but uh, as you're watching right now on uh, YouTube, Facebook uh, and Twitter, if you got the kids watching right now, just cover their ears, earmuffs real quick. We're going to play a quick video of Ted Karras uh, from the Nashville game. This video right here, this this moment will go down in Bengals history. We're going to talk about this in here in just a second. All right, so Ted, when you were walking off, we were in the other corner, like caddy corner to you. We saw you walking off. We we didn't know what you were saying, but we knew you were pretty ticked off about something. We found out later what all the stuff was going on, man. But, I mean, you were pretty fired up, and I think you've given plenty of explanation as to why, uh, rightfully so. But that passion, brother, that energy is one of the reasons that this fan base absolutely loves you, man. But, hey, just we got to go back down to Tennessee this year. And they're going to be waiting for us. Are you concerned yeah. at all, buddy? Concerned at all? No, you got. I'm glad you guys are going to be there. Have my back in the stands. We'll get. <laughs> but um, you know, it, it is what it is. I wasn't towards the fans, but obviously that. You know, I'm glad they didn't film the 45 seconds before that when I was yelling at Tennessee. That that didn't uh, make the cut, which is good. Um, but justice was served. Jeffrey Simmons was fined, and we got to play him again. They're a tough opponent in the AFC. Um, we go, go to Nashville again. That's always a fun stop for opposing fans. I got fired up because I saw so much orange in the stands. You know, see the guy I gave a little high five. I'm <laughs> glad I didn't hurt him with my helmet. But, um, you know, it's, it is a passionate game. You know, when you get punched in the face at the end, that was a, that was a hard fought victory against a very good team. So, um, I'm excited to get back into camp and kind of, you know, refire up that passion because you can, you kind of take an emotional break too, um, for these last, you know, six months. You don't have to be as intense. And my wife's been calling me out for the last two weeks. I'm all, I'm intense walking around the house because it's go time here. And that you know that's that's how I approach the game. Yep, good stuff, man. I, that, just that video I mean, it just gives me fired up when I look. It gives me goosebumps. Ready to go, brother. And we do got your back in the stands, man. We travel and we travel well. And people finally the past few years get to see that nationally now, so people know we we go on the road. And we go pretty strong, man. So number one uh, loyal fan base, right? That came out. Absolutely, man. I, See, there's, I couldn't imagine a different fan base being in. Just the reaction. I mean, you guys come to uh, – we've had some of the events for the Cincy Hat. I just want to thank you guys so much. You guys are always there, always putting on for us. It's fun time hanging out, and Cincy loves their teams, and we love you back. Yeah, hell yeah. We feel it, brother, man. It's awesome. It is awesome. Tom, keep keep going, but I know we got a lot of stuff to hit on. Hey, real quick, real quick, I'm sorry. As you're watching right now live, we're going to try to get to a few viewer questions. So type in any questions you have right now for Ted. We'll try to get to a couple of those uh, before we get to our duck race here in a few minutes. 
Sorry, Tom, go ahead. No, Ted, in all my years, and of course, hey, I'm a Bengal fan. I've never seen a team so well put together going into the season. So many things have to go right. So many things have to happen. But, uh, you know, overall, not just the offensive line, but overall in the locker room, are the guys confident? Is it, is it you know, we got to take care of business and we're not worried about anybody else? We are confident. We feel we, you know, we left some plays out on the field and have unfinished business, um, you know, towards the end of the season. And, you know, there's a lot of football to be played. There's camp. Guys are going to carve out the roles for themselves, you know, either make the team or, or move on. So this is, a, this is a big five weeks here to set the, the base and the standard, and we want to come out healthy and, and ready to go. And right now I think, you know, everyone's taken this offseason extremely seriously. We had great numbers in the spring. Um, we have guys ready to go. We've added, I mean, Orlando, what a huge addition, not only just as a, as a talent, but as a personality, as a locker room culture driver. So, you know, uh, credit to the front office for building the squad. These we're, we're, we're ready to go. I can't wait to see the guys on Tuesday, but I'm going to savor my last couple days here because we got eight months of serious work ahead. And I'm very much looking forward to it. Speaking of the pillars of the franchise, uh, one of the guys that they picked up a few years back to, to help us get along is a guy you snapped the ball to. Uh, he hopefully has had his first normal off season and will have his first normal preseason to get ready for the game. But with all the guys, the greats and the legends you've played with at quarterback, you know, how, do, how does he feel? I mean, just not as a quarterback and, and what he does, but as a leader, what does he mean to the rest of you guys? I mean, uh, you know, when, when you're when you're training in the offseason, I guess for me, I'm, I'm thinking about, you know, I don't want to let a guy like that down. I'm in my weight room down in Florida getting ready to go because I know he's grinding and I know he's going to be ready to go and be at the top of the league. And that's who he is. And I think it's so cool that he's a he's a superstar. You know, he's obviously Joe Shiesty, Joe Cool. Um, you know, he's got this, you know, pretty huge celebrity, but he has a relationship with everyone on the team. He has a relationship with everyone in the building. We know this is Nine's team, and then we're you know you know if we can do our jobs, we know he's going to do his. So um, I, I can't say enough good about Joe. I'm really looking forward to this year. Um, you know to kind of get the ball rolling here uh, Wednesday. Wednesday, I think afternoon we practice, but um, you know that's that's number one, and we have a lot of we have a lot of uh, continuity to build up and kind of get our rhythm back. But I thought we had a good spring, but you know Joe's the man, and we're around him to to help win. Tony? Uh, so you've already said it, you know, the, the team's coming together. you are getting a continuity. The spring was well. So, you know, building up to this year, you've already got two rings um, for the championship. What's it going to feel like to get that third one with the Bengals this year? The orange one will be very sweet. And there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of ball to be played, like I've said, but that's on everyone's mind. And I think maybe, just from a player standpoint, we're going to need to table some of that talk just in the locker room, you know, because we need to focus on, you know, last year we didn't start as hot as we wanted to. And we need to, you know, put ourselves in a position towards the end of the season, you know, to to not be behind in the AFC race. We want the playoffs to come through Cincinnati. That's obviously the goal. But it's one game at a time, and there's a lot of work to be done, a lot of reps to be taken. Um, but, yeah, an orange B on the uh, – on a ring um, – I won't take it off for a while. <laughs> yeah, we'll get to it. There's just hundreds and hundreds of viewer questions. Oh, I, in I'll here. answer any questions you want, man. Yeah. Well, we're going to screen some of them, Ted. We got some crazy people now. I'm just saying. <laughs> no, no, they're all good. They're all good. They're all. There's a lot of uh, repetitive uh, things in here. But uh, here's, I'll just cut, kick off the first one. Just, just ask about the new practice facilities. How would you think of them? Uh, the bubble was great. Uh, last year was really a huge advantage for us to be able to go inside um, when it got really cold, um, you know, especially towards the end of the season. But I, I, I popped into the uh, new facility last week just for a little bit. I mean, it's a state-of-the-art new training room. We got great tubs. We got like a fancy door that slides open with a button. I mean, this they transformed kind of the, uh, the training room area and recovery center. So um, credit to the Browns and to Matt Summers of the training room. They're really investing in us, investing in our health, uh, and recovery, and you know, guys really appreciate that. We're really looking forward to getting some good use out of that this year. Yeah, nice. So, some tough questions here, Ted. Here you go. What's your pregame song? What, what's what do you listen to to get fired up pregame? 
So I actually stopped listening to music on game day in junior year of college. Um, I found that I would be too hyped up. I would be tired going into the game. My heart's been racing for two hours now. So I actually, I don't even own headphones. Um, I just, <laughs> I'm just sitting there at my locker. I uh, used to have a dip in, but now I don't anymore. So now I'm just going to be <laughs> eat, eat a little peanut butter and jelly and, and uh, you know, take my wrist, get ready to go. But no music for me. Nope. I see. There you go. Uh, another one here. I, you know, I don't, you know, as a, as a, as an offensive lineman, you know, I know you like uh, run blocking here, but uh, Michael Clark's asking, do you think we're going to run a little bit more this season? I think so. I mean, I think Frank does a great job. Frank, uh, Coach Callahan and, and Zach Taylor do a great job putting together the plan. Um, it's going to be obviously game plan basis. Um, I think it's going to be hard to argue against, our, our best offensive weapon is with nine with the ball in his hands. Um, but obviously we need to have balance and, you know, we need, we need to do a little bit better. I think the main thing we'd be focusing on is run efficiency. We need to, you know, when we do, you know, start pounding the rock, we, you know, we need to block a little bit better. I thought we got better as the year went on. I think the Buffalo game was probably our best rushing game besides like uh, Carolina um, and, and Atlanta, but towards the end of the season, uh, I thought we got it rolling and, um, but we'll see. You know, I, I'm, I had the luxury as a player to just run the play that's called. So <laughs> we had, uh, we had Corey Dillon on, uh, a, a Cincinnati legend, uh, running back here uh, a few weeks ago with us and, uh, you know, had some major, uh, really big games in Cincinnati football history here. But I mean, he went into games where the passing game, he went into one, the second half of one game where we didn't have one completed pass. Um, so they're stacking the box, you know, they knew we were going to run. Offensive line and the running back imposing their will on that defense, just that's got to be very rewarding as an offensive line when you're going up there and you're running it down their throat and you're getting two, three, four yards a pop. Absolutely. And then what an advantage is to be at second and three uh, with the guys and the weapons we have outside. And obviously, you know, we have Joe Mixon, home run hitter. I think Chase Brown will do a great job this year, Travion Williams. Um, we have a lot of guys. And if we can stay ahead of the sticks and keep our offense completely open to the the playbook completely open uh, i think we're gonna have major success all right this next question if you can do this ted where did this i don't know may surpass that uh the video that we just saw from tennessee but um ted would you do the gritty diddy's asking we do the gritty with t and chase after a touchdown this year if they ask me to i'm not just gonna i'm not just, i'm not just gonna go and uh you know take their gritty away from them. they do a really good job um I did do like an Irish step dance with Trent Irwin in New England this year. The broadcast kind of cut out, but I'm a little bit more comfortable with that. But if they do ask me to, I'll have to practice it a little bit. But um, <laughs> I don't want to look corny with it. That's funny. That's funny. Uh, Tom, go ahead, buddy. Now, Ted, uh, with everything this year, the opponents we have to play, is there one guy or one defensive line set up that – you know, you get a little keyed up for, you can't, you know, you can't wait to play. I think our division has, you know, our division is a very, very strong division on both sides of the ball, especially in the lines. So any division game, you got to be ready to go. This is a physical, you mean, this is a division of, I think the biggest as far as size wise on both sides of the ball. So, you know, when you're going into division game in the AFC North, that is going to be a battle. Um, I, I guess, you know, the one that you would highlight early on uh, would be Aaron Donald, L.A. You know, he's the best in the league. He's been the best in the league for, geez, eight years now. I mean, probably more. Um, you know, you want to do your best against a guy like that. Obviously, you have to be at your best to be able to compete with a player of his talent. Um, but other than that, no, I mean, we just want to, you know, we don't want to split the division anymore. We want to beat our division opponents and leave no doubt towards the end of the season. Um, those, are the, those are the games I'm most keyed up for, and you know AFC North battles are going to be you know, a slugfest. All right. All right. Tony, Tony's got another one. Yeah. Tony's got one more here in a second, but Ted, I got to ask, man. So uh, I didn't warn you in advance. So we, we don't say, we, we say city near West Virginia and we say city up North and we say rat birds. So, you know, we don't try to give them any credit for anything, but, but out of those teams, man, what, what is the, what is the, there's gotta be one. They're all, I mean, we got, I think the toughest division in the NFL, uh, a bunch of good ball players, a bunch of good teams, but, if there's one that you don't like a little bit more than the other, which one is it? Um, well, I would say I've played against the city near West Virginia the most. 
Um, had a lot of battles in Heinz Field, which I don't even the name. I think I don't know what happened to the bottle. That was kind of sad. Um, I really, I really liked that. As far as just like a cool piece that the NFL had. Um, so I played against them the most. Had a ton of battles against them. Um, you know, my grandfather played for them. So that always means a little bit uh, more to me. Um, but <laughs> I don't know if I want to clip. We'll go uh, the city uh, by D.C. Uh, <laughs> I, don't want, I don't want any Twitter clips of me calling them that, giving them anything. Uh, it's me. It's me. We're, we're, um, it's that. It's they fun. are very, very tough to deal with. Um, obviously, Calais not there anymore uh, is good for us because he's tough to deal with as a player. Um, but I think, yeah, those games, I, I need to get, I need to get a win in that stadium. Yeah, yeah. So we had we had Sam on a few weeks ago with Corey Dillon as well, man. It, you know, Sam was talking about how difficult that was to play those guys back to back, right, and in, into the season and into the playoffs. Um, as much as I hate them, man, you, you got to respect every one of those damn teams because they're all that good. But man, Absolutely. playing playing Baltimore, I mean, eight quarters in a row—that's that's, that's got to be draining. That was crazy, but we got it done. Thank goodness. Um, you know, we had a mission to go. I, I thought the game that we played out there—I think it was Monday Night Football or Sunday Night Football, maybe. Um, I, we didn't do our best. And with the kind of the controversy towards the end of the season really fired us up, we wanted to make sure that we left no doubt in the division, and we didn't. And then we had to play him again. And obviously Sam Hubbard with uh, the play of the play of the year, keeping us alive with a 99-yard run. But, yeah, so, I mean, everyone in our division is good. I think that you can stack our division up against any in football, and we'd be at the tops. We have great quarterback play um, and, and great, great lines. Gotcha, gotcha. Tony, go ahead and get one more. Yeah, so, uh, you know, we got some great uniforms, right? We got a couple different versions of that. Um, the City Up North just released one of theirs. Um, what, what's your favorite uniform that we have that we, uh, you know, we play with? Well, I love the White Tiger, obviously. I don't know if you can see. I got my White Tiger helmet back here. Um, <laughs> I think those are really clean and awesome. Uh, but I, yeah, I think just regular combo, orange helmet, um, I like I like orange helmet, black. I like double black, all black, and then orange helmet. Really, is my favorite. Or maybe orange pants, black jersey, black socks, orange helmet. Got it. And and, and you're you're a bush light guy, right? Uh, I I have drinks in bush lights. I'm more of a Miller light guy, but I've actually you know, <laughs> yeah, I've, I've I've had a bush light every now and then. It's, bush latte, man. It's been the summer, so it's been a lot more cervezas. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Butch lattes, man. Come on. Oh, uh, man. Uh, well, hey, let's let's do this. Let's go ahead and, and talk a little bit about uh, Cincy Hatch, and let's kind of get into the duck race here. We appreciate your time, Ted. It really means a lot, buddy. Um, I got to see this duck. Race. I got to see this dude, duck race. Hey, you so you you know who you know who um, Kay Adams is, right? I do. Okay, so we had her on the show last year, and um, we were talking about the duck race, and she was mortified. She literally thought we, we, we like stapled people's names to ducks and threw them in a pond to race them. It's virtual. It's not, we're not doing any harm. PETA would shut us down. We're not doing any, it is a virtual duck race. I thought you guys were going to have rubber ducks floating down the little Miami. That's what I thought the duck. Yeah. I mean, we, we, we could, we could build to that. So, uh, Tony, let's go ahead and pull on Matt. We're going to have Ted, Matt, Tom, and these guys do the, do the duck race for us, but, uh, so let's go ahead and pull on Matt and make the introduction here, buddy. Yeah, so uh, uh, Matt, um, you're part of Cincy Hats, and of course uh, you tag team with your uh, your best bud over here, Teddy, and you guys came up with this great idea that's um, helping a lot of good people and a lot of good charity. Uh, so just tell us a little bit about the charity and maybe a little bit more about how you and Ted um, came up with this idea and, uh, and how it's blossomed to what it is. Yeah, absolutely. So it all benefits the Village of Murchie. So that is a living community for adults with Down syndrome, autism, and other developmental disabilities. So my brother, Jason, he's 47 years old, and he's got a developmental disability. He just does better with community, does better in a safe environment with people around him, with friends. A lot of folks in that situation are very isolated. And, and quite frankly, they, they you know live in their parents' house kind of until their parents pass away. And then they're left with a really tough decision of what happens you know to the loved one we're taking care of. Uh, so my mom started the organization about eight years ago, and it's uh, taken off from there. Awesome. Wow. 
Hey, real, real quick, real quick, Tony. I guess I want to I want to tie in a little bit. So we've been working with KAA Ken Anderson Alliance for many many years. Ken is a good friend of ours. Uh, know everybody in that organization. Uh, I have a 27 year old that's on the autism spectrum. Um, you know, functionally drives back and forth to work. But again, we know the challenges uh, with that. And it, this sounds like this these two organizations are the mission is pretty similar, right, Matt? The exact same population, just one's, one's in Cincy, one in Indy. Ken was actually at the Village of Ritchie two weeks ago, and we were just collaborating on how can we partner together. Um, you know, there is an unlimited demand for these services. I mean, there is just so many people that either don't know about them or they're just aren't the coaches of the apartments for them. Uh, so, yeah, that's kind of that's kind of their life's mission is let's let's close that gap. Uh, so I'm having lunch with Kenny tomorrow. Right, there you go. Yeah. So that's that's my hey Tad, when I was a little kid, man, when I was out playing Nerf football on the street, I was always Ken Anderson on offense and I was Ken Riley on defense, man. Those are my dudes, man. Yeah. Kenny's Kenny's good people. But Ted, you know, it's been interesting, you know, as you know, we've been around a long time, man. We've been uh, through the good and the bad, and I'm very proud of this city and how they've responded to everything that's been going on. And this city uh, deserves it more than anybody uh in the NFL, but uh what's happening right now with the team's success. But players um, that you play with and players like yourself, Ted, that are just so involved in our community. It just, it just, it's awesome to see. But man, you have been out everywhere, brother. You're at the uh, Little Miami Brewery uh, the other day uh, raising money. You were down at the Jungle to the Hall. You were, you're doing stuff all over the place. I, I can tell you, I don't know if I've seen. <laughs> You've been all over the place, Ted. I'm just, what is your tie-in with, with Matt and in this this charity because. You've done a great job. I think you guys, you you guys had a line at the jungle to the hall that wouldn't stop, and you made sure you signed everybody's hat, man. And there was no hesitation. And I, I just love watching you, man. It's just so fun to watch it. Ted, talk about your partnership with these guys and, and the why behind it. Well, to start, you know, Cincy makes it easy. So Cincy loves to hang out. I love every time we've gone out. I mean, that doesn't feel like a chore to me at all. We're hanging out. You guys have come to a lot of them, um, made a lot of friends. Uh, I think it's cool, all the characters that people have in this fandom, this, uh, you know, kind of media podcast, fun, it's just a fun community. And so just uh, that makes it easy to stay out there. I mean, we were at Little Miami Brewing Company for six hours the other evening. So, but, you know, it doesn't feel like that's, you know, I think I'm getting a, a too much credit because it's, it's a lot of fun. Um, but my partnership with, with the Village of Marici, obviously me and Matt grew up together, moved into Indy when we were in eighth grade, but. Autism uh, runs in my family. I have a, a cousin who's about our age uh, with nonverbal autism. And it's always been, you know, something that we've tried to say is like, what, what's going to happen to Joe when, you know, no one can take care of him. And, and Colleen, Matt's mother, founded this charity. And it was, it was a no-brainer. We started this right after my rookie year, started doing events for the Village Marici. And, you know, it's been a partnership that's, that's grown, and obviously the Cincy hat has been exponential growth. And I'm so grateful for this community for really diving in and, and buying these hats and donating. And it's just been – we've raised so much money. We just opened up a new apartment building, um, and I can't I can't thank Cincinnati enough for, for the support. Yeah, it's it's crazy. We were uh, – Tony and I were up at our friend's house, James, uh, up in Brownsburg, Indiana this weekend. Uh, James is usually on a show with us. He's on a flight, him and his family going out of town, out of the country. And uh, – uh, Scotty Randolph uh, plays, you know, acoustic guitar. He was there playing for this party we were at, and sure enough, he shows up with his black, uh, his black Cincy hat, man. So uh, we're in Brownsburg, Indiana. Brownsburg, Indiana. He shows up with his Cincy hat, man. This guy lives uh, a little bit north of, of Brownsburg, and he came down, and we saw him, and we hit it off pretty, pretty quickly there, uh, seeing that Cincy hat. So seeing more Bengal fans up there, so it was awesome to see. So real quick, uh, we, you guys, we do these duck races. This is our first duck race of the year. And uh, Tony, kind of kick it off. So let us know how many ducks we sold and, and how much we raised and where we're at for the year in our total. Let's get into this duck race. Yeah, so uh, we were able to get 61 ducks. So that brought our total up to 1525, um, all directly going right to you guys for uh, the work that you guys are doing. So that's awesome. Uh, so that brings our grand total uh, for the year already. And, and like you just said, Teddy, our, our year hasn't really started. You know, we starting practice Wednesday. Uh, but it brings it up to $35,265 already this year um, for charity. So uh, it's, been a, it's been a great year already. Yeah. Well, you guys hey, are Tony, doing so much good, man. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, Tony, how many how many charities is that right now for that 35000 
Um, so with the uh, village, it'll be uh, number 10. So we've done 10 different charities already. That's awesome. Great work. So Great just, work. Just, just to remind everybody, hey, we are 501c3, but most of this money we don't even touch. We really ask the charities that we work with to set up a landing page like we do with Matt and, and these guys today. You went on and donated your 25 bucks to buy a duck, and some of you guys bought both of them, purchased multiple ducks. Um, so we appreciated it. It means so much. Uh, I mean, the winner tonight gets – my buddy, I'm really close friends with Josh Huffman and this guy right here who painted this one, uh, Hollis. Hollis is my dude, man. And uh, that is that is a image right there that will go down in Cincinnati football history. Uh, and the other prize tonight uh, will be a Ted Care signed pylon. But both winner take all. Whoever's duck wins this damn thing takes home both of those right there. And uh, wait, till, wait till you guys see Hollis's latest piece too. It's unbelievable. Yep. Yeah. He's he's watching right. He's watching right now, Ted. Uh, I, I, I'm 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 I've been walking around my house figuring out where to put it. <laughs> he's, uh, I want everyone to see it. I don't want it to be like in the corner. I want it's going to be like a mainstay of my house forever. There you go. There you go. There you go. All right. So here's Tony. Let's. Here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna pull this this duck race up. And my producer's not here, so bear with me, guys. Uh, I'm gonna try to pull this up here, and I'll let Tony you walk it off. Uh, kick us off here when I. Do this. Let's see. Oh, we, we need Tom to do his uh, narrating. He's the best at it. All right, Tom, go ahead and kick us off on the duck race here, brother. So All we got right, sixty-one ducks, Tom. Sixty-one ducks, and starting gate is not up yet. You ready? I'm ready, ready when you go. are. And they're off, charging out by past the two seventy-five bridge on the Ohio River. Charging down, we got the COVID duck looking kind of good, which you never want to lead early, as we know that. Ted, Ted, do you see a, do, Ted, do you see a duck that sticks out to you anywhere? Come on. I like this pink in the front. Jenny Davis also steady, steady in the in the front here. Who's left? Like that. We're going by the east end. The COVID duck is still in the lead, which is typical. We got a challenger up on the <laughs> Is COVID never duck watched. Jerry Blackwell? Is that what you're calling? Because as no, the, the pink, the pink duck with the little, uh, you know, dots on it. It looks like it, it looks like it's diseased. Oh, I, I can only see. I can only see. Ten seconds to go past the Montgomery and Boathouse. Uh -oh. Oh, wait a minute. Oh. oh man, Colleen Rainey, come on! It was like that. It's going to be tough. Ooh. And there it is. Susan Huber. Congrats to yeah, Susan Huber. Huber. Let's go. It would have been a conversation with Kevin my mom <laughs> It might be. You never know. I've got to get that thing off here. Hold on. Stop screen. Should be good. So uh, if you're watching, uh, make sure you DM us. We'll have the information. I think we have your information anyhow. Uh, try to get a hold of us. If not, we'll reach out to you. And uh, we Tony has the uh, the prints. Sorry, guys. We'll try to get this duck race off. There we go. Uh, we're going to try to get that. Uh, Tony will get that print to you one way or the other. Uh, whether we either meet up with you, drop it off for you, or we mail it to you, depending on where you're at. We've had to mail stuff to Canada and, and England and Germany before on some of these duck races for people winning. But 61 ducks, man, uh, a really big deal, over $1,500. Uh, Ted, Matt, I, look, I can't begin to tell you, man, you guys have been all over working hard, and you can tell the passion. You can see the passion that you guys have around this, and it's just awesome to see it, man. And that's – uh. Uh, that passion uh, comes through, and it's awesome to see. Well, I thank you guys so much. I mean, for all the support, this is incredible, this duck race raising that. I mean, it's doing so much good. Can't wait to show you guys some of the stuff we've built through your support. That'll be coming out here soon. Um, really looking forward to this season. It's going to be a big year. Jim, my, my family's going to be around at your tailgate quite a bit. So uh, let me know if anyone gets a little unruly. That, that's been known yeah, to Ted, Ted, we, yeah. we got a brother. We have a lot of the families join us down there. And actually, if you let me know in advance, we'll make sure they get VIP and we'll put them in a in an area where they don't get, uh, you know, heckled too bad or not heckled. But uh, I'll talk to yeah. you week 10, see if you're still offering that. But uh, <laughs> yeah, thank you so much. Absolutely, man. We appreciate it, guys. Thanks so much, Ted. Look, man, it's, I know you haven't been with us for 15, 20 years, but, man, you have, in a very brief period of time, become part of Cincinnati football history, brother. 
And uh, we love you. Just keep doing what you're doing. Tell, tell the guys we'll be there every damn game, home and away. We plan on being there to every single away game again this year. Uh, we've already got our flights booked uh, to every one of the away games. Uh, Tony and I are even heading out to Washington to, uh, to catch a preseason game uh, here for the weekend. Quick in and out in Washington. But, brother, we're there for you, home and away. We appreciate everything you guys are doing, man. You guys are the best. Going to be a big year ahead. Go Red and who day? Who day, baby? Day. See you guys. Stay Thank you so man. much. Appreciate you. Thank you. Good. Thanks. Thanks. Thank you both. It's our really good news, man. That was that was fun, man. That was a good time, man. They, uh, and we're pretty much right on time too. We're not too far off uh, off time. That, but the duck race, man. It's uh, <laughs> you know, we did that over a two week period. Uh, we had a lot of stuff going on. Uh, but over fifteen hundred bucks, man. That's uh, that's pretty solid for them, man. That's a really cool thing. So. Really cool prizes. So um, get a yeah, hold of us. Let uh, us know. Yeah, real Go quick ahead. on the duck race. Uh, uh, you know, we got our next one already set up. It'll be for uh, August 8th. Uh, so that information will be coming out. So uh, look forward to that. And uh, we'll get some more opportunities to give some good money to some charities. So good times. Yeah, let me let me do this. We're going to kick over right to uh, share screen here. See if I can still do this. Uh, I'm going to put a, a link in the, uh, the chat area right now. But we have our new... Uh, shirt for the 2000 tailgate shirt for the 20, 2023 season. You see Big Burrow, uh, which is prominent on our tailgate uh, before the roar tailgate experience here, uh, before the roar on the back with a schedule on the back. So uh, I think we already sold like that first day, sold like 35 of them. And don't forget, uh, we have other shirts on there as well, including uh, Tony the Tiger. Uh, the proceeds for Tony the Tiger shirts right here uh, go to Maddie's house, right, Tony? Yeah, that's correct. And uh, the proceeds uh, for these other shirts all go to Ken Anderson Alliance here. But uh, I'm going to put a link uh, in the um, the chat area here in a minute. And uh, uh, make sure you order your shirts. Uh, they look awesome. Uh, the folks from Sensi Shirts spent a lot of time. And those the, the design looks awesome, man. So make sure you take advantage of that. Um, let's go ahead and get into – guys, let's change, flip it here a little bit. Let's talk about um, – the Ring of Honor, Tom, and we had a major announcement this week. Uh, we kind of knew in advance who they were going to be, but talk about this Ring of Honor, Tom, because there's still a lot of a lot of discussion around. All these guys should be eligible, should be in, but there's some guys maybe saying they should be in before others, that type of thing. But talk about our thoughts around this. Well, you know, I, I think the main thing is is the the Bengals got started late uh, on this, and that was. Uh, you know, maybe some some proper feelings about that, about teamwork. No one person, no one figure being above the rest of the team. But I know uh, we were all thrilled when the decision came down that the, they were going to go ahead and have a ring of honor. And we just, just got started late, uh, being 50-plus years in as a franchise with all the great players that have meant so much to the town and all of us fans, uh, you know, Bengal Nation all over. So, you know, we had four the first year. And it's been two since then. The, this year, it's going to be Chad and Boomer. Um, you know, Chad was the guy in the 2000s that brought the spotlight to Cincinnati. He was a showman. He is uh, was an incredible wide receiver, and he has numbers. Uh, you know, uh, he should certainly be in the discussion for going into the Hall of Fame one day. Unfortunately, wide receiver is probably the deepest position to uh, to try to burst in from and the other one being boomer and boomer was this town in the 80s there was no bigger celebrity sports celebrity in this town in the 80s than boomer of siason uh, he put this franchise on his shoulders particularly his left one and, and threw us to a super bowl in 34 seconds from winning it so you know congratulations to both i'm thrilled for them both they both belong on there uh, I'll be honest this year, it's nothing, you know, I think the world of them, I didn't vote for either one of them. I voted for two different guys. And, you know, I think what's interesting, two things I'd like to know from other fans, what is each individual's criteria for how you vote? When you look at these guys, what's you your know criteria what? to put them up top? And the other thing is if we're going to tweak it, what's the solution to tweak it, to make it even better? As you're in the chat area right now, if you could put what is your criteria, if you're a season ticket holder or even not a season ticket holder, and you, you were voting um, 
what is your criteria? What do you go by? Is it just a player that you loved? Is it, uh, what is your criteria uh, when you placed your vote? I mean, the Bengals are giving us the pin on this thing, man. We're the ones, the fans that are determining the players that are going in there. Uh, there was never more popular player than Chad Johnson. Uh, during the time that he played, um, the energy and excitement he brought to us, he saved a whole generation, started a whole new generation of Bengal fans in this city. This, at a time, this city desperately needed it. And Boomer Siason, uh, one of the most dynamic players to ever wear orange and black in this organization, took us to the Super Bowl. Uh, this guy was a leader, a true definition of a leader. So both these guys are very deserving. Let's talk about why uh, you voted for them. Um, so here's another already a response right here from Andre. I voted for Chad last year because he's my all-time favorite. Willie was also my vote last year. So, again, people are voting because, hey, that's who they grew up with watching. They were favorite players. Um. Yeah, obviously both these players had an impact to the franchise, no doubt. That's a, a great point for sure. Let's keep going. Here's a lot of stuff popping up here now. What is this one saying? Uh, the whole picture, how they played, uh, how they played for the team in the city, their impact on both. Hey, Jen, that's a that's a great uh, a great point right there. Uh, let's see another one here. We've got Dalton comes down to Bengals playing catch up. That's exactly right, Tom. To hit on that point, that's exactly what you were saying, right? Yeah, they were, they were just a little yeah, late. I mean, but and before you get anybody else, and, and Dalton, anybody that follows him on social media, uh, you know he's a Bengals fan and always has great thoughts about the team. But, you know, you two guys are season ticket holder. Jimmy, you for a long time. What what do you look at when you uh, click on your two votes uh, every spring? Yeah, I mean, I, we've talked about this. It's been a while since we've talked in detail about this. I I, I personally, I, I the older players, not because I like them better than the, the some of the – more modern players that are on that list. Just I want the older players because everybody in that list deserves to be in that ring of honor. But my reason that I want the I want the older players to be there. A lot of these guys in their seventies and late seventies, um, in there. So I I vote I go one old school guy and one more modern guy. Uh, Tom, are you still there? You look frozen like you're drinking that bottle of water. <laughs> I gotta take a, I gotta yeah, take a picture. Are you still there, Tom? <laughs> He's Go ahead, Tony. Finish here. What's your? Go ahead, Tony. Yeah, so I, I'm very similar to you, uh, Jimmy. I I like the older players. You know, they kind of built the foundation to get us where we are now uh, with the players that we have today. So I kind of do the same thing. I vote for an older older player from you know back in the day, and then I, I look at the the newer players that's come up that's uh, made an impact to the team and also to the community. Uh, so that's kind of how I vote as well. Yeah, there's just a boatload of uh, comments being, you know, uh, Peggy voted for Chad because, um, yeah, he, he shows his love for Cincinnati continuously every day, <laughs> shows his love for Cincinnati. Yeah, Joe, uh, you know what, man, that's uh, that's a good point, man. He he went with the fa- his favorites from the Super Bowl team. And Dalton would have voted for Chad and Willie. A lot of people did for sure. Let's see here, keep going here. My vote is for Chad based on the impact he had on the team in the city. Yeah, it's a great point, Diddy. Um, he just might. Yeah. You know, one one possible solution to all this, and while, while the Bengals are good to us, uh, I'm not sure they've ever come to us for advice, and nor is that likely to happen. <laughs> but I, I think we as fans thus far have done a really darn good job. Uh, you know, certainly the first – first six guys that went in were were six guys that, that had to go in and deserved to be there. And the two going in this year deserved to be there too. Uh, they're Bengals legends. But in addition to the two that the Bengals are, are gracious enough to give the responsibility to us fans to put in there, maybe a third guy can go in for a certain number of years, just like the Hall of Fame has expanded their their seniors category to, to three players. Let's put a third guy in there, but that third guy can be selected from uh, a group that the Bengals put together. Have some management in there. You know, certainly Mike Brown, Katie, Troy, Elizabeth, Caroline, and then some qualified true Cincinnati media. Jeff Hobson. Uh, I know he's retired from Channel Five, but I'll I'll bet he can be talked into. Being in that room, George Vogel, Chick Ludwig, you know, the guys that really appreciate Bengals history, 
appreciate um, the guys and what they meant to the city and what they are deserving of. And for a certain number of years, you know, have that select committee put that third player in for several years. Just a thought. Yeah, that's great. That's a great point. And, and, you know, Dalton makes a great point here, man. And this is something we have been talking about as a fan base for decades and decades. And uh, there was a period of time that we felt maybe they weren't listening at all. And and, uh, obviously things have changed over the past three to five years uh, for sure. And Dalton makes a great point there. We are blessed to be in the situation we're in right now uh, for sure. So, uh, anything else to add uh, on the Ring of Honor stuff? There's still stuff popping in here. Uh, uh, Byron said Duke Tobin would have got his vote, but he wasn't on the list. Um. <laughs> no, I don't think Duke qualifies. Not but, yet. You know, there's some guys that, that have not been nominated that should be nominated. Bob Johnson, yep. the only guy to have his number retired. Uh, first captain, 11 years center. He should be nominated. Sam Weich, Forrest Gregg. And, I, and when he's eligible, uh, you know, I'd even put Marvin Lewis in for a nomination. You know what? I, I think there's a valid point for that, Tom, uh, Marvin Lewis being in there. As much as, you know, there's there's a lot of love from, from Marv, but there's some, definitely some folks in here that, uh, you know, aren't, weren't big Marvin fans. So, all right, let's go ahead and kick it off here, guys. Let's go ahead and get Hey, folks, it's time for the two-minute warning. Man, there's a bang of legend right there with the two-minute warning, Tom. Joe Walter. Joe Walter. Tony, go and kick us off on the uh, two-minute warning here as we close out, man. So I think we had a pretty good, uh, successful uh, duck race for being our first one for the year. So I, again, want to thank Cincy Hats for teaming up with us and uh, being, giving us the opportunity to help them. And I'm sure we're going to help them in the past. It's like we always have with other charities. Um, I I wanted to mention too, I don't know, you know, we talked about the the quarterbacks and them coming back to uh, uh, field today, but uh, anybody see the new uh, helmet that, uh, Mr. Burrow is important because to help yep. him uh, keep him in the game and not get concussions. So I think that's a good thing. Um, and then, um, you know, I'm just looking forward for the year. We got training camp coming up and, uh, you know, I'm going to try to catch a couple of those. We got uh, the back together game uh, as well Saturday. So I'm looking forward to getting back with the fans and seeing everybody uh, next Saturday. So other than that, that's all I have, man. And uh, who day to everyone. Yep. Tom. We'll be zooming in next week with a lot more focus on that first Saturday uh, in August up in Canton, Ken Riley going into the Hall of Fame. And if you're not booked to go up there, I certainly hope you do. It's going to be such a special day. We can show the world uh, the enthusiasm for the team, but also an incredibly deserving player, a guy that should have been in the Hall of Fame decades ago. And unfortunately, he will not be there, but his family will, and they are every bit as classy as the leader of their family, Ken Riley himself. So uh, I know the weather, despite uh, what we're having in Cincinnati this week, looking at the long range, I think the weather that day is a high of 79 in Canton. So, uh, you know, consider, you know, we'll go up to friends, you know, sit in the Cincinnati section, the Ken Riley section, and, uh, and go from there. But, yeah, uh, our current guys are back working hard, working uh, to get to win that last game in February. And we will see you guys next Sunday night. Yep. Guys, real quick, some things, some things I wanted to kind of hit on uh, with you guys. Um, um, I, I would not be surprised to hear shortly a Joe Burrow extension. I think it's going to happen. I think it's going to happen soon. Uh, so um, it's got to happen before the year start or the season starts, in my opinion. So it'd be interesting to sit back and when that happens, it actually should put a, should put a poll together on that guys and see when, see when who gets the closest on that one. Um, this Saturday is uh, the welcome back. Practice, I think, is what what it's called. We go every single year. I've not missed one of these, and it's as long as they've been doing these things. But uh, we're probably just gonna we're not gonna be tailgating for this. I know I'm getting a ton of questions on that. We're gonna probably hold it down at one of the bars, uh, kind of near near the stadium, and I'm gonna be sending out uh, some social media blast. I'm I'm talking to a lot of my customers and friends downtown at those bars and restaurants, to, and kind of get a get us a place locked up uh, down there to kind of hang out, have some beers and lunch before we go into the the practice and, and have some fun. Uh, tailgates. Let's talk about that a little bit. I, I'd hope to have some very specific news uh, about the home tailgates. But what I can tell you, um, stay tuned, be patient. We have got some things going on that I, I 30 years ago, never would have imagined. Uh, this this platform or social media platforms, this this show, the tailgate ha- has benefited so many local charities and bringing people together 
it's unbelievable. And if so many people are involved now wanting to be part of this businesses and uh, this is not corporate. I know we get a lot of local businesses wanting to be part of what we're doing. Uh, we don't make a dime. We don't keep a penny of any of this stuff. Uh, but there's some things going on right now. We're in a serious discussion and negotiations on a few things. Uh, we hope next Sunday we might be able to announce some major, major news uh, about tailgates here in Cincinnati. And just when you think it can't get better, guys, uh, it's it's going to be crazy this year. It's going to be a lot of fun. So more to come. I'm sorry I'm being very vague. I, I can't be specific yet. We're, we're, we're still working through some things. We're close uh, to kind I'll of – I'll make it even life. better. Uh, we don't do serious conversations. Have we, Tony, do we do serious conversations? <laughs> Not that I can remember, no. no. Ah, jeez, old piece. Yeah. Um, road games. We do have two road games targeted for, for tailgates. Uh, Arizona and Nashville are our targets. Right now, we are struggling finding spots to actual tailgate. Uh, so tailgates, those are the road trips. If you're in any of those towns or have any maybe connections with us, let us know. We're still working on locations for those tailgates in those towns. Um, we have an event, a massive event uh, in San Francisco and in, um, in Napa Valley the night before. I think it's uh, Sunday afternoon. We have a, I think it's 25, 30,000 square foot wine cave in the middle of Napa Valley that a very limited number of Bengal fans are going to be at. And it's, it's getting close. It's getting to the point where it's almost sold out. So if you're in San Francisco for a few days and you want to attend that, that event, it'll be probably one of the most unique night before pregame, you know, uh, events that we've ever done. And we're very excited about that. Thanks to Bold Stripes reaching out to us and partnering on that piece of it. So I'll share those links again on our social media platforms. So tailgates, definitely uh, Arizona and Nashville. Other events will be happening, not specifically us going on the road with all of them. So there's there, there's going to be some more, but those are two for sure we're trying to work through right now. Uh, but a lot of exciting stuff and a lot of things going on uh, with charities that businesses wanting to get involved to make this even bigger than what we ever imagined. So there's some things going on we're excited about. But we appreciate you being with us, guys. Um, it, it means a lot. This this doesn't happen without you. This is for the fans, by the fans. We're, we're, we're just, we enjoy being with you, having fun every week, and we're excited about uh, the guests we've had. We've already had, you know, Ted Karras and Brian Simmons and um, Sam Hubbard and CD. And uh, I tell you what, man, we've got more fun stuff planned for you guys. We appreciate everything you guys do. Thanks for being with us tonight, everybody. Who day? Who day? More to dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.